Is this not what you've been waiting for? Pete from Furniture by Pete. Bill from William Patrick Customs. It's Grey Knockers. Right here, right now. Grey Knocker Nation! This is Bill from William Patrick Customs. This is episode one. What's up, people? Furniture by Pete here. We are finally live and direct. I know it's amazing. You guys have been hearing about this podcast for at least 57 days from Billy. Years. And we finally have an episode. We can finally... Dude, do you realize that we were probably a week away from becoming like an answer on Jeopardy, like a category of... You know, Alex, I'll take, you know, things that people claim exist for 200. Pete, I was worried you were going to go under 10,000 followers. People were just going to drop you and drop me. Well, that, well, that really, well, here's the thing. Like if, if I go, I, if I go under 10,000, that's not so bad. If I drop a couple thousand, you drop a couple thousand, I'm out. you know, you, you officially are out. Yeah. You're, you're out. You've been voted off the Instagram Island. How do you, happens. how do you say Instagram backwards? Cause that's where I would be. Yeah. I mean, that's too much thinking right now for me. Magrami. Okay, yeah. I'll stop. For episode one, we've got a good show because later on in this episode, we have Ty from Rigid coming on, talk with us about Rigid Tools, and also to talk about a um, a special giveaway that we're going to do for one of our listeners coming up on episode two. So you guys make sure you not only tune in now to hear about it, but you're going to want to tune in to episode two to see if you actually win. Yeah, Um. Super cool that we're having companies come on. It's something that you and I had talked about. And a point that you had brought up is like, hey, I just don't want people to think that we're bringing these people in to get free stuff. Listen, we, we're we not getting anything from any company. That um, I am not getting jack shit out of this. So occasionally so, uh, occasionally woodworkers on on Instagram, Facebook, whatever, they get sponsorships from companies, right? The bigger accounts yep. get sponsorships, whatever. Um, yep. I'm a team rigid member and I'm in a little network of the rigid community that most aren't, I guess. But that uh, which, I, I buy which, my tools, which includes me, which includes me because I am not a part of the right. uh, the uh, but, rigid tool ambassador program. But have have I gotten a free anything before? Yes, Pete. You have also received free stuff before. However, this podcast and the idea behind it is is not about attention or anything like that. It's about to entertainment maybe, to be funny, and to spread a little skill, uh, tell people what we know. And it's not about – we just want to throw out there that it's not about getting stuff from companies. Having companies well, I'll tell you right now, if, if, if you're looking for funny and uh, you know teaching about skill – it's a good thing you have me as your co-host because you freaking blow sometimes. You know that? Wow. Oh, yeah. That's right. I said it. That's rude. That's right. I mean – The only reason know. that you had to have me on this podcast was because you have to be at least 6'8 to have a podcast in the United States and you just yeah, don't, and you I don't think, qualify. I think, it's also, I think it's also a rule of thumb that somebody has to be stupid looking wearing sunglasses like they're in the radio station, which is what I'm looking at right now on Skype. Billy's over here with his Ray-Bans, his yeah. huge head – Huge headphones on. Easy. Listening. I don't know what the hell is going on here. I mean, it's really you know the right podcast, here. and he thinks he's you know he's he's DJing at the Clizzub. On Green Knockers, ninety-seven nine. 
<laughs> no, but um, we just wanted to let people know that we're having companies on here for you guys. Um, we did the interview with Ty, uh, marketing manager at Rigid, earlier today, and we'll it'll be later on in the show. And it was awesome. Did, didn't you think that was pretty fun? Pretty cool? Yeah, I mean, I, I thought it was great. Yeah, it is important that we let people know that, you know, we do have companies that are lined up to come on on a bunch of episodes down the road. Uh, we've already started booking them. Uh, but this isn't a case where we're getting anything from these companies that we have lined up. It's just going to be, you know, no strings attached type of thing. We just want to ask them questions about their tools. Uh, you know, what do they strive for? What do they have coming out? Those, those type of things. And it's going to be, you know, like interesting companies uh, out there. Um, you know, for instance, uh, I'll let the cat out of the bag that we do have uh, Rycon that is going to come on and do an episode uh, with us. And Rycon, you know, and Billy, even you were saying it, that, you know, you've heard of them, but you don't know a lot about them. No, I've, uh, never, I, I've never used the Rycon tool in my life. And I actually own the Rycon uh, bandsaw, and I was uh, – I was kind of surprised to hear that they were actually located, you know, literally probably like 30 to 35 minutes from where I live. Uh, so I thought that was like kind of cool. So just companies like that, like interesting companies, we've reached out to others. So we've got a lot in store coming up. So, you know, we hope everyone, uh, you know, has fun on this journey with us. Well, let's just tell the people who we have so far. We have Rikon. Who else? We have Gator. Gator Products yeah, is going to be coming on. Yeah, we have, uh, we have RZ Mask. RZ Mask is coming on. Yeah, I think the possibility of Fuji Spray System is very good. They might come on. Uh, yeah, we also will have um, – I did get confirmation uh, that Graco uh, paint sprays will come on. See, so that's, that'll what, we, that's be, what, so what this that'll is be, about. That, yeah, right? so that'll be, an, that'll be an interesting contrast because you know those are competitors in the same industry, uh, and we're going to have both of them on. Right. Uh, and see, uh, we did uh, – we do have um, – some info out to uh to saw stop to join us right uh we we haven't got a uh, a solid date yet but um you know so really cool companies like that that um you know are trying to bring their products to all you guys uh you know we're gonna have on and we're gonna you know we're gonna grill them a little bit on some things and you know even today i asked uh you know rigid a question you know about some of their popular items that you know uh you guys are all familiar with and you know why we haven't seen anything uh, updated from right. so uh you know stay tuned i mean it's good stuff you know and we're just we're not going to be we're not going to be uh here to be cheerleaders i mean don't look, you'll have to excuse bill i mean he might do like the uh, the occasional ball washing uh but you know listen i mean that's just bill i kind of expect that from him you know just to get kind of give a lick here and there that's when you're when you're irish you're a professional ball watcher you know just. yeah well yeah well you know I'm, i got a little irish in me i also got some italian but you know, I'll I'll leave the the ball washing uh, to you. Right. Is that okay? Is that cool? All right. No, it is. I mean, you for, I mean, people should yeah, expect I mean, though for, when we have these companies on that we're not here just to. I mean, if we just put them down the entire time, none of them will come back. But we're not going to throw softball questions at them either. The idea is to get information from them to you, right? So, um, I agree. I think the questions you asked were great, and later on in the show you'll hear it. So that'll be really good. You know, with that being said, uh, you know, let's let's kick it off, uh, you know, just to talk about real quick about, um, you know, brand loyalty. Is there such a thing? Uh, you know, is there you know, do you have a favorite, uh, you know, tool brand that you'll always buy if you do what goes into it? Uh, you know, personally, uh, from my end, um, I'm less concerned about uh, who makes the tool. 
I'm a little bit more concerned about uh, the tool's performance in the value that I get in it. The only time brand loyalty will come into effect for me is if I have it narrowed down to say, you know, I'm going to go with either this one or this one. And one of them happens to be a tool that I already have a bunch of. So I'm in that battery line, you know, like I have a bunch of like, say, like 18 volt batteries of a specific tool. Yeah, exactly. Then that then that might tip the scale if I'm 50 50. I never go to the store saying I'm going there to buy this particular brand of tool. Not a store, but you don't go into thinking. So you're like, I need this. I need this whatever jigsaw. I'm not going to – you're going to get the best jigsaw for you. You don't don't think going into buying a tool, not so much a store, but going to buying a tool that it has to be this brand. My thing is – Yeah, exactly. My thing is when I started – we both started work. When did your business start? How long have you been full-time? Yeah, so I've uh, June first this year will mark uh, my one year anniversary for going full time. Hey, congratulations! Yeah, not bad, huh? Not bad yeah. for a five foot nothing schlub, huh? I'm just over a year of going full time, and going back to the original question is, why do I have all rigid? Because I have a lot of rigid, but I have a lot of other stuff too. I made a decision in my small shop in my garage at my house that I didn't want cords. And it was around the same time that all these companies started coming out with brushless cordless stuff, right? So when I were when I was upgrading tools or getting tools, because I didn't have all the tools. I mean, you know how that is when you just start doing it. You don't have everything. Mm-hmm. Sure. So when I would buy stuff, I'm like, okay, this is why I went rigid. I'm not saying it's the best. I'm just saying this is why I did. Lifetime service agreement was important to me being a business owner and having a family with kids. I didn't want to buy the same tools over and over again. Secondly were the batteries, what you just said. I wanted the battery to be able to plug into anything. That being said, you have 75 routers, okay? I have, I, I have it's like... Actually, it's, act, it's, actually seven, it's actually 77, but go on. I get your point. Yeah, right. Yeah. I have a okay. couple routers, and I have... Uh, three rigid routers. I have a Makita router. I have a Tachi router, and they're all great for different things. So when it comes to me with brand loyalty, the battery stuff like that, um, the LSA, um, the service agreements, knowing that as long as I register it, I'll, I'll be covered. Um, that's what's really important to me. But yeah, I'm, tools I, for the I'm, job is also important. Yeah, I'm huge on uh, reviews. I weigh reviews a lot. Where, I will where do you go reviews. for your reviews? Just on like the different websites that are selling them. If people have the you know the option to review the product, whether it's um, you know HomeDepot.com, Lowe's.com, uh, Woodcraft, you know, you name it. Are those credible read. though? Do you think HomeDepot.com review and Lowe's review? You think that's a credible thing, or is it little Timmy? <clears throat> playing with a, a table saw. Well, I, I, I think you take everything with a grain of salt. Like, for instance, you know, when when I'm reading a review, say, on a laptop that costs $300, and the review says, uh, you know, it's, it's all right, but it can't handle, like, my gaming needs. Well, you're also not, like, you know, if you're out there, if you're a big gamer, you're not looking for a $300 laptop. So, of course, it's not going to be great for your gaming needs. So, I try to take everything into consideration. You know, so I'll be honest, um, Instagram for me, game changer when it comes to reviews and tools and what people think. 
Sure. Well, because it's your fellow woodworkers out there, uh, you know, use it every day. So most, I, so most I of the time. So you know, yes. Like, is a is a warranty uh, important? Sure. But what's better than having a warranty is not having to use the warranty. So, if say for instance a brand sander has a lifetime warranty, but everybody keeps saying they have to return it because the switch keeps breaking, well. I'm not going to buy it. Yeah, it's great that you could be covered for a lifetime service agreement, but I'd rather get a sander that I don't have to return that re- you know that I get to use. I've so that could be anything like could be anything like that. So I look at you know combination between that and value. Like for instance, yeah, I'll give you another for instance. Like I went to, um I went to Home Depot last Black uh, Black Friday, and I went down there with the intention because I really wanted to upgrade my uh, my drill and my impact driver. And I wanted to get an 18 volt set, and I wanted to get a 12 volt set. What are you? What were you currently using at that time? Or what? Uh, I was. I have. Uh, I had Ryobi, and I had a Dewalt. Okay, so then and you wanted to upgrade. I, I, okay, so now I had a newer Ryobi, so um, which works fine. I, I love it. It does everything that I needed to do. And I had an older Dewalt hammer drill, an 18 volt, and it was heavy. Like, yeah, it was powerful, but it was just it was heavy to hold. And I didn't love it, so I wanted to kind of just update that stuff. And I went down there really thinking that my best bang for the buck was going to be the rigid. So I went down there, and the guy from Milwaukee grabbed me and discounted the hell out of a bunch of Milwaukee stuff. And all of a sudden, you know, for a tad more money, I thought I was getting, because I've always perceived, that the best drill on the market was Milwaukee. It was a Milwaukee drill. So it was either a case where I spent, say, you know, 280 for the rigid set or 300 and got the M18 fuel. So that's where I looked at value. Now, both of them could have been a great buy, you know, find buy. But that's how I look at tools. I look at, you know, what do I get for the money that I'm going to spend? And is it worth spending a little bit extra I perceive is either better now or going to be better in the long run, you know, what have you. So, yeah, it was just one of those things where I went down with one intention and came home with something completely different. Okay, let's so, go let's go back to the uh, your first point. So, because okay. it has a lifetime service agreement, you're expecting it to break. If you spend more no. money, it won't break. No, you're, no, so you're, I didn't say, say, so you're saying I a didn't. Lamborghini never has a malfunction because it's a half a million dollars. No, that's not what I said at all. I said that if if the reviews and this is what I said because you know sometimes you get this and you you could see a trend in a review. Mm-hmm. You know, like, like for instance, okay, like I have a uh, I have a rigid belt sander. I've had it for nine years, right? And and I have never had an issue with that rigid belt sander. Oh, so Ever. you're saying some things? Okay, I got you. Okay, okay. However, on the flip side, I do know of say five or six people that have had a switch issue on the the five inch orbital. Now the lifetime service agreement has allowed them to return that and they get a brand new sander, which is awesome. It's great to have. Right. But when I see now that doesn't make me stay away from rigid, but if I saw the trend of so many people for that one thing, 
then that would make me stay away from that one. Maybe I would move to a different brand. Right. It's like uh, the on sander. That, on that particular. It's like the sander from Festool that everybody had a problem with, and then had to wait, you know, six months to get back or whatever. Yeah, you know what's funny? Um, I that that that's a perfect example because I actually uh, canceled my order. Uh, my order was delayed, just like a lot of people had on that uh, that festival. I think it was the uh, the Pro Five. Yep. And it was for and it was for ninety nine dollars. Right, with the and, coupon, and it came with the yeah, blue sensor. Yeah. Yep. Mine was delayed, and it always gave me the option to cancel. And there were so many people saying that it was not a good sander. Right. And I was talking to someone on Instagram that you know I that I you know I'm friends with and I respect his opinion. And he said it's 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 awful. Like if you if you could cancel it, cancel it. And I did. So to me, that I mean, that falls in line with a review of just like a particular product. That that one particular thing, whatever it is, it just it's it's not working right. So stay away from it. Now I have other festival stuff, but yeah, I would never buy that Pro Five. Now there are people out there who have had no issues. So and congrats to them. That's awesome. So when it comes to brand loyalty, in your opinion, is it basically based off of – it's not just based off review, and it's not just based off of battery, but would you what – what would be the biggest factors to determine, like, brand loyalty? Like, for me, it was battery. Like, for you, what would it be? Experience with other tools or uh, – Not – honestly, it's, it's, it has to – it's individual per tool. Right. It it, it 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 is like for for a drill, like you know, it's just how like I look at it. Like you know, for for a drill, I will immediately look toward Milwaukee, just based on history. I look I look toward Milwaukee. See, in the sh- around me growing up, um, and I've done construction in the past, stuff like that. My best friend knows more than anyone I've seen on Instagram, and he hates social media, but he's one of the best carpenter, finished carpenter, woodworkers I've ever met in my life. And he swears by Hitachi and Makita, and that's it. That's mm-hmm. it. Yep. And I'm just like, I, I kind of trust his word because I see his work, you know? I, I'll, also, I'll also admit one thing that, you know, maybe a lot of people don't. How many times does looks factor in for something like you? Because I, I'll fully admit, because I'm, I'm all about, like, you know, visual. You know, I will, I look at, like, the Milwaukee because I think it looks cool, too. You know, um, I think the rigid looks cool, like the the red or the orange color. Hell, even the Ryobi, that lime green, the color like jumps out. I have never looked at a Makita tool and was like, "Wow, that looks cool." I think now, I think that, when now, that, when you're talking totally like that, when you're talking like weird. that, what comes to mind is Bosch, because Bosch is an amazing. They make amazing tools, but the look of them don't attract my eye. So I kind of agree with what you're saying. Yeah, I've I've never looked at a Bosch drill and was like, "Wow, I really got to have that." Never. But I but I have looked at the Milwaukee Hammer drill or I've looked at um, you know, even recently the the DeWalt Flexible. I was like, "Yo, geez, that, you know, I'm like, "Wow, that looks really good. That looks way better than my older DeWalt 18 volt." Right, which is the older like models. Yeah. Yeah, you know. So, yeah, looks play a part of it. I mean, hell, when you look at a saw stop you know, seriously, is that not the best looking, you know, table saw you've ever seen? It looks like, great. You know, the, you know, like the shiny black with the red lettering. I mean, it's awesome. It's what draws your eye to it. Um, so, yeah. So, I mean, the same goes for me for, you know, for hand tools. I like 
you know, the the look of it, you know, is is part of the appeal. I got to be honest, you're right about the looks part, especially when you're getting into a field and you don't really know specifics enough to make a decision. Looks play a huge role. Uh, one ugly tool brand, Powermatic. I mean, mm-hmm. just mustard yellow, just gross. Then I learned really about tools and what they do. And man, Powermatic is sexy. Powermatic's nice. Sure. You know? Well, yeah, because yeah, cool, because we know now we know the power. We know the Powermatic brand right now. Sure. Um, but you know, yeah, to the average like person who's looking at it, you put them side by side, you know, the, the first thing that's going to jump out is just visual appeal. Right. I mean, you know, across the board, if you're getting into woodworking, a lot of these tools will do whatever it is you want, no matter what brand, let's just be honest. They will. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, I, I, I've said that for a while. I mean, I, I think that we're in an age now where the major tool companies, whether it's. Bridget Milwaukee, Ryobi, Makita, DeWalt. Okay, those five companies, the you know the most popular ones, the, the everyday you know garage woodworker. All of those companies are now making really good tools. You know that that'll last a good amount of time and do exactly what you need. So if they're all gonna work pretty good now, I mean, hell, 2017, you can't make a decent drill then get out of the tool making business. Right. So since they, you know, since really on the surface, they all make a decent tool, you know, there has to be other factors. So, yeah, so how it looks is a big factor and and what it costs is a big factor. You know, you got to be competitive in every area to make somebody want to buy it. But I've never looked at a Makita tool. Now, I know there are a lot of people who love the hell out of Makita. Right. I've never looked, I've never looked at a Makita tool and been like, Man, that's that looks awesome. See, to I me, back in the day, Makita drills were where, where it was at. I mean, Makita drills were to me in this area in Chicago, at least. And Dude, the P- I've seen st- I've seen stuff right now. You know, uh, videos showing you know Makita brushless stuff in action, and it looks incredible. Like it would tear my house down, right? And, or you know, drill through anything. And I see the videos, I'm like, wow, that's cool. I see it in the store, I'm like, eh. That, yeah. that goes back to visual you know, again, it, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like, you know, when, like, when I look at your signs, I'm like, eh. Wow. You know, me, yeah, you know, me, mediocre. You know wow. what I'm saying? Or your paint, you know, it, it, or it, your rattle like can. When, hey, what about your uh, spray paint tables? Kind of the same. <laughs> goes right yeah, up. I mean, it's, it's kind of like, you know, like, you know, what, what, what your wife said when you asked her to marry her. You're like, eh, you know, whatever. Sure. <laughs> maybe, you know? that, maybe that's what your wife said, Pete. <laughs> Well, I mean, listen, we don't really want to get into what my wife said. I'm not very proud. Hey, but, but um, let's just, going back to let's the just Milwaukee. Say enough money but, no, going back to the Milwaukee um, drills, I yeah. had across the board rigid and very, I got very disappointed with the rigid 12 volt because it was the old Gen 4 line. Mm-hmm. Went to Home Depot, picked up some of the 12 volt Milwaukee's. Phenomenal. Yep. But not, yeah, they're, awesome. they're probably the we best 12-volt drills I've ever used. They are. We, you know, you and I went back and forth uh, on a story on Instagram about this because you were because you said, uh, you know, Milwaukee was, you know, okay. The, I have the uh, the Milwaukee 12-volt fuel and, the, like, the set, the drill and the impact. Yeah, me too. And the, and the power out of those things are unbelievable. They would rival a normal, like, non-brushless 18 volt drill 
Yeah, they're pretty, yeah, I mean, they're they, pretty good. I they, wouldn't I wouldn't compare them to an 18 volt. Um, the 18 would, volt, the I, powers I, are the powers ridiculous in the 18 volt. I don't know, man. I ones. I don't think that the drop off. Now again, now a non brushless, but I don't I don't think that the drop off is all that different. I mean, the Milwaukee ones are pretty powerful, especially for uh, for a 12. But the thing that I love the most about it, and I think that this is where almost um. You know, one thing that always happens is perception becomes reality. I always remember, always, that Milwaukee drills have metal chucks. Yep. I can go back. I can go back throughout the years, and most of the Milwaukee drills always have metal chucks, and even their twelve volts, the ones that we have, have metal chucks. Most twelve volts have plastic, and I tell you, it's just one of those things that sticks out to me. That you know, I you know, I love you know. If you're a company, you're gonna make a good drill. Don't tell me it's a good drill. Then tell me it has a plastic chuck. Now, based on, hey, based off of you trusting Milwaukee because you because of the drills, yep. would would you move into the market of their miters and you know the whole platform of Milwaukee based off of your experience with the drills, or is that still like no, eh. you know, I'm, dude? Because I am, I am literally, I am. I'm tool individual. You know, I do not look at the drill and I think that it translates to every single tool. Like, for instance, now I've never used it, but I have not heard great things about the Milwaukee palm sander. So, and I've never looked at it and go, man, I really want to get that. I have the DeWalt sliding miter saw, the new version. Right. And never once when I, before, you know, before I had that, I had a uh, Hitachi. And when I was looking to upgrade to a slider, never once did I go, yeah, you know, how about that Milwaukee? I just always went to the DeWalt. I don't know why. And again, it's just one of those things where, you know, it's perception. You you always remember that being a top-of-the-line tool, and that just kind of sticks in your mind with things. Okay, wait then. So, let's, let's play a little game. Let's call, let's call this game Perception Game. I know. It's, okay. It's original. I know. Yeah, sure. Yeah, Let's, yeah. So right now, podcast listeners, we're going to play Perception Game with Pete. That was stupid. I'm going to say a company's name and yep. you, the first tool that comes to mind that you would buy from that company. Okay, okay. Just to see, you know, let's go along with your Perception Game. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. All right, I ready? mean, it may, it, it may not be as simple as one, but I get what you're getting at. Go ahead. Bosch. Uh, I think Bosch, I think uh, router, and I think um, like the concrete hammer drill. For me, it's the table saw, the on-site. I don't oh, know. God, it's good. Dude, I have the 4100. Garbage. Yeah, you hate it, but they're, I hate they're it. everywhere. It's just what comes it's, to my I, mind. I've never owned one, so it's, I'm not like yeah. I like it. It's just what – this is perception game, Pete. Damn it. Yeah, pow, powerful as hell. I hate it. Go ahead. Okay. So, yeah, so – so that's hammer drill, like the, like, you know, like the, uh, the, uh, the bulldog it's called. Right. Yep. The hammer drill. Yeah. Yeah. I think hammer drill and I think router. Okay. So that's Bosch. Yep. Let's move yep. into Ryobi. Uh, Ryobi. I think, I think, uh, believe it or not, I think drills for Ryobi. Really? Yeah. I think drills. Wow. I wasn't going to say that. Or, 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 well now, even now you could say nailer. That's mine. Uh, That's mine right drill, there. The drill, airstrike. Drill, drill, drills, drills in um yeah, but 
the reason why the uh, the airstrike doesn't jump out is because it's such a newer product. Yeah, but um, they were one of the first ones to come out with the cordless. They, they were, but in terms of like you know history, I would say that overall, um, I think that their their drill is pretty good. It has a decent. I would think it has a decent reputation, like long standing. Okay. All right. Well, let's go with um, let's do Festool. Sanders. See, I'm Domino. Sanders. Maybe, do Sanders. You, do you a, have the Sander? I, I have. I have three Festool Sanders. I have the Festool Domino. I've got the track saw, and I've got a router. And I say Sanders without blinking an eye. Because well, number one, they I don't made, think it's they made their name I, off of their dust control sanding, right? Yeah, but I, I don't I don't think um, it, it's fair to say Domino because you know whatever their their uh, their patent is on it. I mean they've kind of cornered the market, so there isn't another tool that's comparative. There is not another brand that can make a Domino. So I, I think if you ask anyone in the woodworking game, whether full t- full time or not, they're gonna if they could have one free festival tool they're gonna pick a domino over anything else well that that well that's not what you asked me you asked me what do i think of and i think as far as like you know because we're talking about you know what tool what tool uh does each brand you know like kind of since i'm very individual what do i think you know makes the best of you know that particular tool okay and i think that i think that best tool hands down makes the best sander on the market okay not not even close um, they are worth the extra money. They're the best sanders I've ever used. Okay, this one might it, it, this one might get a little personal. Okay, and okay. I I just yep. want you to take a deep breath. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna say shop vac. Gonna say shop vac. <laughs> and yo, so if you we're son of a bitch. Associ- Why talking, would you bring this up? We're, we're talking word association. Can we do? Hashtag they sent me a, mo- a motor. <laughs> what the hell? Yeah. Okay, next, next. Yeah, uh, yeah. Let's go Powermatic. Uh, I think um, uh, oh boy, that's that's tough. It, honestly, I'll go, it's I'll go first. Toss- I'll go first. It's it's a planer. It's a toss up. You think planer? Planer or table yeah, saw? I, Are those yours? Your yeah, two? I I, I, th- I you know it's funny. I actually think bandsaw or jointer. Really? Because the po- yeah, because the Powermatic joiner was, at least for me, it was one of the first, like, known jointers to me. Like, when I was getting into woodworking. Right. I don't, I don't, you know, because there aren't a whole lot of companies that make joiners, if that makes sense. I mean, you know, maybe there is, but I guess, like, in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. Like, if you're talking, jo- like, if you're talking a company that makes a jointer. Okay, so Powermatic, Jet. Uh, grizzly. All right, you're getting way off topic. You know what I'm saying? But so, I, yeah, I would, I would think, uh, I think Joiner. Joiner. Yep. All right. All right. The next company that would come to mind, and this is perception game, so we're gonna pick one tool, yeah, yeah. as we were just saying. Yeah. Let's do Craftsman. Craftsman. That's actually interesting. I actually believe it or not, I think um, routers. My first routing table ever, Craftsman. Yeah, so was it mine. My first router table was a Craftsman. I still have it. And, it, you know, you get that combo deal. You get, like, the router and that table saw for, like, I don't know, what is it, like 100 bucks or 110 bucks. Right. I'm sure, like, a lot of people out there had it. And, it, hey, it still goes strong. So, yeah, so as far as, like, woodworking tools, that's what I think. I mean, I think, like, the average person, you say Craftsman, you think, you know, like, mechanic tools, you know, like, wrenches and stuff like that. But 
Um, I would say like for woodworking, I think, you know, like that router, router table thing. Yeah. All right. So not to get off topic, but my grandfather was like the main reason I know how to do anything like uh, mechanically or building wise. He had everything woodworking craftsman, everything. And it was all like early 80s stuff. So like I'd go in there and I would turn on the router and the bearing was shot and it was all rusty and ring. That just makes me think about my grandpa. Sky point. Yeah, don't quit. Don't don't quit your day job for sound effects. Okay. Okay, sorry. Um, next uh, company. <laughs> next company, real fast. Let's do um Dewalt. Uh, I think Miter saw. I do too. Yeah. Uh, rigid. Okay, I'm probably gonna like get killed for this. Um, but I think table saw. Hmm. Yeah, and and you know I think I think of that because you know there's uh this. This R4512 has been like this ongoing thing with me, you know, going back and forth. Is it good or is it not? Uh, but yeah, like if you just say rigid, I that I I immediately think tables. First thing that comes to my mind with rigid would probably be vacuum. You know what? That's a good one. I'm, that's I don't, a real good. Yeah, I love all their tools, one. obviously, but you know, just growing up, my stepdad yep. owns an excavating company. All the yep. tools he ever had was rigid. And I, I yeah. constantly, when we went in my garage, it was rigid batteries on chargers every night, you know, before he went, woke up and went to the job. But what really stands out to me with rigid is vacuums because their yeah. vacuums no, are awesome. Good. Yeah, no, that, that, that's a good one. I will, um, I will definitely concede you on that. That's a way better answer. Um, yeah, the rigid, vac- the rigid vacuums are definitely known for that. Yep. Let's, let's do another one. I know this sure. game is really long, but it's kind of interesting hearing the answers. What about Laguna? Bandsaw. That's an obvious choice, isn't it? I could say saw stop, but then I'd get punched in the balls. Yeah, it's kind of self-explanatory. Um, Makita. For me, uh, Makita would probably be a handsaw. Like circular saw, because that's mine. Yeah. Yeah, Makita circular saws. They uh, yeah. That I mean, they're definitely known for it. And you know, if I if you said same thing, like if, if I said Milwaukee, what would you what do you think? See, this should be an easy. One. This I should think, be an easy. One. I think Milwaukee and drills for me. Okay. Yet yeah, yes, drills, but you also got to say the saws all. I mean, they are. Oh yeah, you know, you're right. Yeah, you're I mean, right. They're, they're the, the saws all. You know, captain of the world. You're so. absolutely right with that. Um, yeah, I mean, keep 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 saying that. You'll get used to saying that on this podcast. You're wow. absolutely right, Pete. Pete, you're absolutely right. You know what I keep on trying not to say as I look at you live on this Skype video is I keep how awesome I, I, I look. No, no, how, I keep wanting I keep how, wanting to tell you to am, stand how up. Tall I am. I'm like Pete. How just tall I am. Pete, stand up. But then you like yeah, walk around. I'm like, man, is that some kind? I of, am standing. I am Does that chair up. have wheels? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, what companies haven't we done yet? Um, let's do Black and Decker. I mean, for years, people use Black & Decker to create stuff because yep. they get it cheap. Yeah, um, I actually think, uh, well, I mean, only because I've seen a lot of them, uh, jigsaws. Damn it. I was going to say the same thing. All right, what about yeah. skill? Uh, worm saw. Hmm. Yeah, the, wor- the worm drive uh, circular saw. I mean, that's that's their thing. I'd have to agree with that. Again. Son of a bitch. Yeah, you know, everybody wants to be like Pete. Are we? Okay, too far. 
Um, <laughs> what what companies haven't we said yet? What about Hitachi? I'm gonna go uh, first. Actually, I'm gonna uh, go first. Uh, I'm gonna say Router. Pneumatic, uh, pneumatic nailers. Really? Yeah, I've had I've heard a lot of great things about their pneumatic nailers. That's interesting. That, yeah, that they are absolutely just killer. Just always, always work. Great balance. Just great everything. Never jam, never have a problem. I know a lot of people with Hitachi nailers, and they, uh, they absolutely kill it. Hmm. Yeah, I going back to that friend of mine, he had their second-gen Hitachi 10-inch slider miter, and the thing is, he swears by it. I had a Hitachi before I got the DeWalt, and there was nothing wrong with it. I never once had a problem with it. It was powerful as hell. Do you ever no watch? Do you ever watch or follow Toolholic, the Canadian guy? Sure. Yeah. He, he is good because uh, I just kind of respect what he says. Like ninety percent of the time, I totally agree with him. Um, he said that that Hitachi drill is probably one of the best ever made. Hitachi drill? No, I'm sorry. The he said the Hitachi saw, that miter that I just yeah, said. Yeah, dude, that I'm 10 telling you, like it's powerful. I never once had uh, a single issue with my Hitachi uh, saw. The only reason why I upgraded was because I wanted the slider, right? Because I was doing because I was doing bigger work and I wanted the, the the sliding capacity. And even when I did that, I was going to get the Hitachi uh, slider. But again, goes back to this whole perception. I think Midas saw. I think Dewalt, and I couldn't kind of get away from that. So it was always in my head, Dewalt, 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 and that's what I ended up getting. Right. And uh, just so you guys know at home, and just so you guys know at home, Great Knockers will be going live on Instagram during our podcast. We didn't do it on our first episode because we're still trying to dial some stuff in. But in the future, if you see Great Knockers go live on Instagram. The only reason we're live is because we're recording, and we want to give you guys the opportunity to chime in, listen, watch, and uh, be a part of the show. So break my balls. You can. Yeah, I mean, you I mean, can, let, yeah, you let, can break his balls. Yeah, I mean, let's face it. I mean, who doesn't want to get on a live and break my balls? I mean, that's what everybody does every Friday anyway. You've been slacking lately. Two Fridays ago, you didn't come on. Last Friday. Well, it was the last Friday. It was last like Friday. an hour I was on show. Last Friday for an hour. Yeah, I was on last Friday for an hour. Uh, the Friday before was my wife's birthday. You know, I mean, I, I can't have one Friday off. No, Jesus. I, Jesus. I put on special shoes to dance to late night dance party with Pete. Yeah, I didn't even have any music. What? Are you feeling okay? Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> Don't mind me eating over here. Hey, tell tell people what <laughs> uh, tell people what the volleyball in the background of your shop is what's the story behind wilson it's nelson dickhead nelson why is his name nelson if it's wilson okay. reference okay so check it out first off if you noticed i i crossed off wilson and i wrote nelson so on one of my lives uh the question kind of came up with people who would work full-time in their garage you know does it ever get lonely you know, it's just us. There's no one else to talk to. It definitely gets lonely. And, yeah. And so I was joking around with the people on my live saying, you know, someone said, like, you need a mascot. I'm like, damn, I'm like, I would love a mascot. I'm like, if any of you guys want to, like, give me, like, a mascot, I'm like, I will I will have him here, like, ready to go. I'm like, you know, someone get, you know, 
someone wants to get me like their own like my castaway Wilson or something, I'm like he can he can chill out here with me in the shop. <laughs> and then one and then one day, uh, a package showed up from Amazon, and it was the freaking volleyball. Wow. And I was dying. I was laughing my ass off. And the person who sent it, uh, his screen name is K Nelson sixty six. Kyle Nelson is his name. So I'm like, okay, well, his name's going to be Nelson. So that's how the whole like Nelson thing came out. We were just talking about, you know, talking, you know, who do you talk to when you shop when there's no one there? And like, well, you don't really talk to anyone. You end up talking to yourself all day. It's so true. So yeah. So yeah. So uh, Nelson is my buddy. And, you know, I talk with him now. And he joins me on my live. And someone even gave him like his own Instagram account. He's kind of famous right now. Nice. Okay, so in the future, in future podcasts, we're going to have dialogue specific to certain things. This is episode one. Um, we just wanted to get it in the books, have a epic guest on, which is coming up. Uh, Rigid Power Tools, Ty Burke, our marketing manager, will be joining us. Yeah, uh, Pete and Bill. Uh, this is Grain Knockers. And you know, I kind of like I kind of like uh, Pete coming first. Pete and I like that. I don't. Well, it's always shortest to tallest, like a line in school. All right, let's. You know, I tell you, see, this is what I mean. You know, so the short. Obviously, we could tell the short jokes are going to be, uh, you know, ongoing here, correct? No, I think people get after you enough on Instagram, on live, that I don't really, mm-hmm. you know, I don't need to. I don't need to carry that on. So I mean, from me, from me being short to your work being mediocre, it's kind of be going to be an ongoing thing. So you're telling me I should stop that Celtic sign I'm building right now? You bite your tongue. You better get me that goddamn something. Oh, see, the truth comes out, people. You know, you better get me that. <laughs> By the way, does your wife miss me? Wow. That is never, ever a question you ask another man. Ever. You're lucky well, you live in Boston. Unless it's true. Oh. I'd come up I'd come up there and smack Mark Wahlberg right in the face and say that's for oh. Pete. Hey, don't worry, people. Stay tuned for episode two where I break out your mama jokes. Okay, we're bringing those back, too. We're going retro. And we just lost a listener. We are gaining. You can't lose <laughs> listeners when you bring up, you know, your mama jokes. Wait, who's, you are the, gaining who's, the, who's the guy in MTV? Wilmer, Balmer, or whatever the guy's name was that did Yo Mama? Remember that show? It was called no, Yo Mama. You can't just do... Yeah, but I, You just claimed your mama jokes in future episodes, and you don't even know there was a TV show called Yo Mama? No, I, I think I remember back in the day when MTV actually showed videos. Okay, who's the kid in the 70s show? Uh, Wilmer Val, Valderrama. Okay, that guy was the host of Yo Mama. Just was you, he really? Just YouTube it. It's, it's pretty funny. I'm not I a big MTV that. fan, but, you know. Well, I, I used to be when they actually showed videos. Yeah, they don't show videos anymore. And they ruined... No. They ruined um, What's that channel? Uh, in Chicago, it's um, damn it, I can't remember the name. Oh, Palladium. Do you guys have Palladium? It's a music channel uh, where they only show uh, live concerts. I don't think so. I mean, that's got to be a Chicago thing. No, it's it's a worldwide thing. Boston, no, no Boston, se- no Boston self- might not no have it yet. Yeah, no self-respecting Northeast person would uh, give a rat's ass about watching a concert on TV. Oh, too busy jamming Bon Jovi in your Trans Am. Oh, actually, it's an IROC 
So <laughs> why don't you go like f yourself, okay? Because you cannot even hate on an IROC with T tops, okay? So what, screw you. Old in old school, when he, the wife comes out with lemonade and he's working on his Trans Am or whatever, and he's like, "Yeah, it's it's got a lifter on it, but it's not necessarily street legal, so don't say anything." She's just like, yeah. "What?" You know, it's funny. I I actually don't remember old school. I'm usually like a movie guy too. You know, like you bring up like movies or movie quotes. I'm I'm that type of guy. I don't remember old school all that much. Old school was a classic. You know those movies that you you know, play every night to go to sleep to. Back in the yeah, day? like to me, to me, you know, like Anchorman, uh, Step Brothers, uh, Wedding Crashers. Like I'll I I could watch a billion times over and over. Classics. What's that? It's classic. Oh, what the hell are you talking about? Speak up over there. Hey, stupid ass. Hey, what happened to your Celtics? What do you mean? Game seven tonight, baby. Yeah. Well, let's slow down. Why does it have to go seven? Dude, they lo- the guy hit a good shot at the end of game six. What, you know, what do you want? Play defense. You don't win championships without defense. Well, they're not going to win the championship. Okay, but. Well, then what are you cheering I mean, the, for? The guy was, what, four feet behind the three-point line? I mean. That means you're you know just what? like a Cubs fan, you know. I no. know, I know they're not going to win, but I'm going to show up in my aviators and well, my no. well, mandals no, that's, that's, and my that, that's my sandals and no, my cargo shorts. It's just being real. Don't even hate on cargo shorts, okay? Let's slow the hell Please. down over there. Do you still wear seashell okay. necklaces? No. And Abercrombie pants? Wear, no, no. But I do wear uh, cargo shorts. But I also don't wear Ray Bans inside my freaking garage like you okay well well so look at you it's like you're talking to me you're not even talking to a live audience right now it's being recorded and you're in sunglasses yeah i have sensitive eyes okay oh yeah thanks for bringing it up oh yeah sensitive eyes (laughs) i have a feeling i'm gonna have to do a lot of editing your chin has little dimples in it from me resting my balls on it no, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, <laughs> let's slow down. Okay, Mister, I can't grow facial hair because I've been because I've been teabagged my whole life and my skin just died. Get the hell out of here! Wait a minute. Please. First of all, I can grow hair on the bottom of my lip. Dude, it's pathetic. It's bad. Seriously, a twelve-year-old can grow more hair than you. Okay, so there was this guy in eighth grade when I was growing up, full mustache. And we were all like, oh, my God, have you seen Scotty? He's got a mustache and hair on his balls, you know? And then, like, that summer, everyone comes back with, like, hair on their balls, and you're just like, yes! There's always, like, three friends that don't, though, and they're still tiny and like, hey, guys, can I hang out? You're like, no, you don't have hair on your balls. You can't hang out. Uh, yeah, everybody, that is at William Patrick Customs talking right there. <laughs> uh, at William Patrick Customs. Hey, uh, I have a serious do, question. Do, send all hate mail to at William Patrick Customs. At William Patrick Customs. At William Patrick Customs dot com. At Instagram and on Facebook. Thank you. All right, let's go back to woodworking. Mm, yeah, please. Yeah, let's <gasps> go back to woodworking. You're like, what would you say is the Brad Pitt of tools? <laughs> When you went full time, mm-hmm. scary, right? I mean, kind of scary. 
yeah. I know. I know when I had a sales job selling beer, made good money. We were comfortable. Hap, was I happy? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. But I wanted, it got to a point. So I started watching these like entrepreneur videos. And this one guy said, do what you love part time. You know, have a full time job, do whatever to make your ends meet or, you know, have a career. Do what you love part time. And when that part time starts outweighing your full time, then you can go straight into your part time. Well, my part time was making flags, making tables, making barn doors. And I started leaving money on the table and I was making more money part time than I was full time. Now, granted, I didn't look at it the right way at first because of taxes, because of, you know, when you're putting your own food on your own table, there is no, I'm only going to do this at work today. You have to do what you have to do every single day. I mean, you have to bring that money in. So when I, when I started doing taxes and I started doing all this and that, you know, it's probably the same, but I work for myself. I'm home with my kids. Um, I'm flexible on what I can do and when I can work. Um, for me, it was the right choice. I know not for everybody it is. No, it's not. It's also not, it's not an easy decision either. And I think that everybody, you know, their, their circumstances kind of dictated. You know, I, I was part-time for three years. You know, I wrestled with it for that long. Uh, it's not that easy to just say, okay, I'm just going to quit my job and do it. I don't even know if there is a right time. Um, I just think that you have to be the, – the right time is when you're comfortable enough to make the jump. And that's like internally. That's, it has nothing to do with how many orders you have booked. It's still a feeling inside yourself that you have to be comfortable to say, okay, I'm going to do it. And sometimes that takes a while. Right. The thing is, like Mackinwood and you and me, we've all kind of talked about it in the past. You know, getting orders three months in advance, you know, like Mackinwood does. He buys his material in advance. I do have orders. Like, I'm pretty booked out. Like, you say you're booked out too till the end of summer or fall. And that's awesome. When you guys do that, do you get the deposit? three months in advance? Uh, I actually get my deposit when I book the order. That's how I get, you know, they get an order confirmation from me um, when I get the deposit. So that's, that's how I work. And like, you know, like right now, you know, um, I just booked out an order and it's going out to, uh, you know, the end of December, but I got the deposit now. Like yeah. it's non, it's non-refundable. And, but that's how you get booked. But, you know, I've, uh, I've talked about this, you know, a few times, like on live. I don't think that that is, again, I don't think that there's a, there's a one way uh, rule for that. I think that you have to do what you're comfortable. You know, what's comfortable for me may not be comfortable for someone else. So it's all about what you're comfortable with. And unfortunately, you have to kind of go through and figure that out for yourself. No one can kind of tell you. You can ask a few people what they do and kind of to give you an idea of it. And then maybe you kind of take certain elements of different people's uh, things and put them together for yourself. But in the end, not, no one person can tell you that, you know, this way is the right way. That way is the right way. 
you know, and that it's going to work the same for everybody because it doesn't. Right. I think it depends on what you're selling too. Like I do a lot of custom flags, signs, um, smaller items. And then, but I also do bigger items too. And if the material cost is high, I definitely get the 50% deposit uh, upon order. But a lot of flags and stuff I've been screwed over where someone orders a specific style flag, takes a while to make, uh, I'm done with it or whatever. And then they kind of jerk you around for getting paid or picking it up or whatever. So recently I switched my policy. You want to order something, you have to pay for it. It's not going to yeah, be. Yeah, I mean, and that works for you. Hey, Grain Knocker Nation, we have our first guest, and it's Ty Burke from Rigid Power Tools, marketing manager. Ty, how are you doing? Thank you for joining Grain Knockers. How's it going, man? Yeah, yeah. What's uh, what's going on? What's going on? I appreciate you having me. The uh, super excited to be here, and uh, we're just you know, talking before we went live here. This is our first. Um, this is Rigid Power Tools' first introduction to podcast, so yeah, thanks for having me. Well, welcome. Ty, how you doing? This is Pete. Thanks a lot for joining us. Really, really appreciate it. Uh, hopefully, yeah. uh, you know, your first uh, experience on a podcast is a good one, and uh, you know, we're going to get right to it with some uh, some questions that I know that the audience would be interested in, uh, as well as uh, Billy and I. So let's get at it. Go ahead there, cool. Pete. Pete, since, since you're the so, questionnaire... So- why don't yeah, you, I'm the question. Why don't you lead That's us right. Off? That's right. East Coast uh, represents. We take control over here. <laughs> so uh, you know, we were talking real quick off the air, and from my personal experience going into, say, Home Depot, uh, Rigid was the first that I saw uh, that was coming up with the brushless line of tools. Uh, I noticed Milwaukee yeah. after the fact, uh, and then I noticed after Milwaukee came, you know, Dewalt. Uh, but Rigid was the first that not only that I saw that was coming out with brushless uh, drills, but you were following it up real quick with other tools that were brushless, and you were really trying to hit the market strong with it. Uh, how did you come up with the idea of brushless? What was the idea behind it, and how long is that? You know, was that in the works for you guys before you actually, you know, hit retail? Yeah, I mean, I think. Uh well, I know, I know technically speaking, Richard was not the first um, to market on brushless tools in general. But the tool they rolled out on was the, I believe it would have been the hammer drill on the impact driver. Um, but I think, I mean, brushless just, just makes sense. Um, power tools were not the first motors to be completely brushless. Um, so it was kind of, kind of falling, same, same way, like, LED lights. Um, you know, those are in power tools now that we're doing the LED lights. Like, they, Lighting, um, power tool lighting was not the first to do LEDs. Um, and as the technology, you know, as the technology uh, becomes cheaper and whatnot, you can become smaller and you can put in the smaller things. Um, you can take a brushless motor and put it into a power tool. Right. Um, but, but brushes make sense. It's from a of longer runtime, uh, more more motor life. And I mean, as far as I mean, our, our, our line of tools, we are looking to make pretty much everything brushless just because it benefits the end user. Um, and, and I think that's the goal. And as far as how long these are in process before they come to fruition, that, that changes depending on the tool. Um, uh, but most of these ideas are, I mean, they can be, um, years in, in the process of just, uh, of researching an idea or it could be as quick as, um, you know, 12, 12 months or so. Um, it just depends that they are, they are out. Within the company, all the ideas are, are fairly known. 
it really just depends. Uh, there's no real, I couldn't say we have a strict six-month policy to getting a product to market. Um, but there's really not. But there's definitely um, you're more than six months um, of, of an idea and researching an idea. And, it, and then things change, right? So you're researching. Um, you're sure, testing we, things within users before you put it out. So, would would you say that just generally speaking, without getting into specifics, would you say that you know right now, you know, Rigid is is aware or has in mind uh, something that the general public is going to see, you know, six months from now or even a year from now. Like, is that next idea always always in the works, or do you kind of take a break to you know, brainstorm, then design, and let what's on the market kind of sit there for, you know, one to two years before introducing the next. Yeah, I mean, I think things are always moving. I, mean, I think, especially at Rigid, we're always looking to improve. Uh, so our main, our main market, our goal is the residential contractor um, and then the woodworker. That's kind of our, our markets where we, we target. So I think it's, it's always having an ear, um, ear to the ground, so to speak. And so, well, I say we know what's coming in six months. Um, on a general level, yeah, but on a, I mean, I mean, things change so much. I mean, it's life in general, right? Right. Um, so you sure. have a plan, and things things always change. Well, um, I have so, to be honest. I have to be honest. I I I got full time woodworking uh, just over a year ago, and it was kind of around the same time. Rigid just launched this Gen Five X brushless cordless just monster, you know. And I just went with it. I, I got a part of Team Rigid, and I, I love it. And I'm kind of biased to Rigid because, I, you know, we ask, is there brand loyalty? Isn't there? Is it the best tool for the job? Or do you, like I said, just get brand loyalty? And I have a little bit of brand loyalty with Rigid because their Gen 5X line has just delivered for me. Now, I know across the board, like you said, uh, contractors, uh, construction workers, woodworkers don't use tools the same way. So, you know, for one person, it works different than another. Can you just explain to us how important this Gen 5 X line and the brushless movement has been so far and if it will continue? Yeah, I mean, it, it's definitely going to continue. So it's going to keep growing or we're continuing to grow our tools. I mean, you'll see more tools come out this year uh, that I think will be be different we'll get into um, kind of some different different spaces um, but we're all rigid is always going to stay where it, where its base is and that's predominantly the residential contractor um, and the woodworker um, so any tool that we design is, is going to be around that like you're not going to see us coming out with some some crazy 18 volt tool that doesn't benefit those people um, we have some stuff recently and we will have a little more um, we came out with the rotary hammer that's more straightforward, but but I think you're going to see a, a defined, um, not defined. Well, I guess you could call it defined, but it's a very defined strategy to the 18 volt tools we're coming out with. And Gen 5X is um, is what we're coming out with. Um, and like like as you've seen um, on social media lately, we have the new hyper octane um, batteries that will be coming out soon. Uh, those those have already uh, been announced. That, hey, they're coming. Um, I, uh, there's a couple of the other players in the game that are already there, uh, but we think we'll have some some new new upgrades and whatnot that'll make make ours a little better. Okay, well that was actually that's actually a good segue into something that I wanted to ask you, and that is so you bring up that your target is 
you know, residential contractors, res uh, residential woodworkers. But yet, I've noticed at least that the focus lately on, you know, for like the, your brushless line or just tool innovation in general are more toward uh, like the hand tools, hand power tools. Whereas I have yet yeah. to see something, I haven't seen anything updated on, say, like your your R forty five twelve table saw, or your six and an eighth or your six and an eighth joiner, or your drill press. So as far as the machining side, with the exception of your miter saw, you know, does Rigid plan to offer updates to those machines that have been on the market now for a while, and you know, looking to reinvent those a little bit, you know, taking into consideration what people like and did not like about those models, you know, already? Yeah, I mean, the short answer um, and the politically correct one is yes. Uh, yes, we're going to be updating those, and some will be updated this year. Um, wow. I can't necessarily call it just specifics of, like, all the, but we're not updating all of them either. Um, but at the same time, like, we're always, especially on social media, on Instagram and Facebook too. Like we, we anytime someone has a, a suggestion of like, hey, like you need to see this, um, or we want to see this tool, or we would like to see this updated here. We have a folder uh, that we keep everybody, um, all those suggestions and all those updates. We have a folder, and obviously it's it's categorized by a different tool category and and whatnot. But we, we do have those, and we uh, we meet with the product product managers and developers and engineers, and, and we do go through those things and look at them. And obviously, there's a whole lot more that goes into it other than just, hey, I want this tool. But yes, we do, we are going to update those. Um, like I said, if you ever have any you know, anybody listen or whatever, feel free to, to hit us up and, and let us know you know what what you want. So that's kind of our that kind of a kind of a big big thing for us, and just uh, trying to listen on social media. Mainly, um, but also just reaching out in person uh, to local contractors and woodworkers here, and uh, people that are obviously we can't, you know, get out everywhere in the country. But I, I, I got to jump in real it. quick because it look, looks like we might have some slight breaking news here on Gray Knockers that there is some confirmation to some possible updates coming later this year for you know some of the more uh, machinery tools and not just necessarily mm -hmm. the hand tools. I think every. I think every major company like Rigid uh, is constantly thinking about that stuff. But Pete, you're right. I mean, if you haven't seen it out in the market for a while, you're always wondering, you know, like, is that, you know, I have the old Rigid bandsaw and I love Rigid. Is, is, are they going to come out with a new one to compete with this other new bandsaw or, or whatnot? So I think that's a good point that you brought up. And of course, you know, Ty can't tell everybody what they're doing behind closed doors at rigid but it's good to know that they're thinking about it and they have us in mind well no the reason why i bring it up and you know i tell you because uh you know people i think people by nature are very visual and when a new tool comes out for any company you recognize that it's a new tool or a new design so when you're going through like the website and you're looking at you know all the stuff that rigid has you know, it does jump out, at least for me, that I do notice that, you know, the, like, for instance, the joiner or the R4512. I mean, those are, you know, machines that I, a residential woodworker or contractor would constantly go to. I know that I, you know, I recognize those, but, you know, what I recognize most of all is that there really hasn't been a change to them. But I do notice a change to a lot of other tools. So I've always been curious that because they've been the same for so long, you know, what is Rigid's idea about, you know, kind of revamping, retooling 
you know, those machines uh, because they, they have been popular for you guys. So I was just curious to know, right. you know, if you thought to step it up a level. Right, yeah. And, and we're, always, we're always looking at it. Um, and there's, there's the old thing, is if, it's, if it's not broke, don't fix it type of thing, too. So there's, there's, there's these there's different options that we always want to be upgrading, we always want to be expanding. Uh, we always want to be listening uh, to what the end user wants because without the end user, we don't. I don't. I don't have a job. Um, right. So yeah. I think that's that, that's the goal. Hey Ty, something that's been a blast, and I've kind of been a part of it, so I'm. I I know about it, but could you tell um, our listeners what all the hype about the rigid sticker swaps about? I mean, I you guys went live on Facebook the oh, other yeah. day, and I was watching, and you guys you had like eight stickers on that board and I was like man that's it you know the first thought was wow yeah only eight people sent them in their stickers and then you held up a stack how many were in that stack and how what's the response been so far on your latest uh sticker swap yeah so the sticker swap I mean came from just watching some of the workers stickers with each other I know you know Bill you have some stickers and um you know you, you swap with each other and um, I think it's, we, we kind of saw that right man, this would be really cool for us to swap stickers, uh, with people as well. That's kind of where the idea came from. And then also, you know, if you swap stickers, you enter to win a grand prize. Um, but we have, the response has been like just overwhelming. Uh, to the fact that we just say, oh my gosh, we did not expect, uh, this many people, uh, to want to, to swap stickers. Right. Um, so, so it's been, been really cool. We've had, gosh, I think we're, um, over five, six hundred or so. I had to get I had to get an update, but um, yeah, we are we are going to find room to put them. We're going to obviously fill the board up. We're going to fill other boards. So it's been really cool. I think it's just again going back to just the whole whole hashtag Team Rigid thing and uh, just listening and actually talking to people versus just being a company who um, sits back and shouts, you know, marketing messaging. Uh, we want we want to be a company who listens to the end user and who who engages with the end user and who, who knows that. Um, you know, hey, uh, like Pete's building this awesome table. Um, he's been working on it for a few weeks. He's been putting it on his Instagram, and um, we look at stuff like that. We we uh, we have you know people that interact with us on a daily basis, and um, it's just been really cool to to follow along with that from a, from a sticker from a sticker soft standpoint, but also just from a, a team rigid standpoint of just like people people tagging us and using hashtag Team Rigid. And, uh, we see all of those, and we actually have a TV in our office right by our president's door. Uh, but every every hashtag Team Rigid and people that tag us on social media that comes in goes up on that board, and it kind of just rotates rotates through. So anybody walking through the office can see what our end users are doing on a daily basis, which is which is pretty cool. That is very that cool. Is, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's, hey, that's good Pete, to let the listeners know. Pete, yeah. I have a question for you. Why we have Ty on the line? Yeah, sure. Go ahead, Pete. Who is the t- who's the top company in your mind that responds as is interactive with people on fi- on Instagram? On Instagram, I would say that um, I would have to say that Rigid is uh, is right there at the top. Maybe like a one A, one B is Rigid and Ryobi. Ryobi, I would yeah. say is yeah. I would say yeah. that as far as two tool companies that are interactive with people that respond to people or are even quick you know some some companies might respond to something or like a tag or something but it might be like a week or 10 days down the road but i would say rigid and ryobi you can count on you know within the hour or so that they are going to be on the feed uh appreciative and you know it's one thing i wanted to ask you guys was 
how has how has um, a social media site like Instagram, you know, changed how you guys either do business or you know raised your profile? Because uh, you know, Instagram is a lot different than Facebook. Yes, everybody has Facebook pages, but Instagram really opens it up to not only people searching for what they're looking for, but uh, interacting and you know just engaging. So how is Instagram and that woodworking community on there really done? You know, what, what's it done for you guys? I think just, I mean, social media has obviously changed the game for many different things. But I think, obviously, it's it's changed the game as a company of how, how do we market How do we let people know what we're coming out with and, and things like that? But it's also just you know, watching the woodworking community and the construction community and people, um, you know, talking back and forth. I think it kind of brought a resurgence to woodworking in general. Uh, because it's, it's it's no longer this thing where, you know, people were scared that woodworking was dying. Um, and I think social media and Instagram and whatnot, is where everybody can look at and they can see what, what you're working on and what you're doing. It kind of gives up, I don't know, I think it's brought a revitalization to woodworking in general. It's like, hey, look at this, I've made it, and I can show it off to other people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. kind, of, kind of the whole thing of people like, ah, like I'm going to make this thing, nobody can see it. Uh, I do think that social media has inspired others to say, um, like, oh, he's making that. And, like, he'll actually reach out to me and talk to me and kind of tell me how, how I made this. And I can make it. And then I can, I can throw it up there. Right. Uh, to me, I think yeah. Instagram specifically and Pinterest too, Facebook, all of them have, have brought a renewed interest in woodworking uh, to where it, and it's created a, a community that really is pretty tight knit. And, and like everybody seems to kind of, you know, know everyone and, um, you know, obviously not. No, no, but you know, at least on a general level. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, yeah, no, I, it's crazy yeah. weird how you think you know someone. Like, I'm doing a podcast with a guy from Boston who's three foot tall. I've never met him in my life, and all of a sudden, <laughs> all of a sudden, we're like best friends. Like, we're the Wayne's brothers. That intro to that TV show they had, like hugging each other with afros on, just weird. Okay, well, right. Or for, for, first of all, let's slow it out here because I'm just over five feet tall. I don't have an afro. I've got no hair. Uh, I think a horrible example. Okay, this is, well, this is you what, know where I was is, going with it. No, see, this is what you get from people in Chicago. You now, get we, now we sound stupid, like we're married. Okay, yeah, no, you get so, stu- you get stupid responses like that from people. Don't don't mind him. Chicago people just don't get it. The uh, Cubs just won the World Series and like they've lost their minds. Oh so. God, I hate the Cubs. Anyways, we're almost out of time, Ty. Um, I wanted yeah. to do one last thing with you. I'm going to ask you two yes or no questions, and Pete's going to ask you two yes or no questions. You can only answer yes or no. Are you are you down for that? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, we, yeah, we can try. Okay. Pete, you go first. Yes or no question. Oh, jeez. Nothing like put me on a spot with a segment that you just came up with. Yep. That's absolutely fantastic. Okay. I'll, I'll do it first. Yeah. Why don't you do that? Give All me right. uh, a little preparation here. This is tool, tool related. And I already think I know the answer just because of the politics behind it. Are we going to see a new table saw from Rigid in the next year? Yes or no? Or wait, or you should you can say you can say C for I cannot answer that. Just I'm giving you that out. Uh, can I plead the fifth? Okay, plead the fifth on that one. All right, Pete, you're up. Jeez, oh, you, I mean, you just let you let them get off scot free on a on a question that I think a lot of people uh, want to know the answer. To. I, he didn't say no. Yeah, but I think you know, saying yet yeah, giving the people some hope. Uh, oh boy. Okay. 
uh, Ty, I could say um, be behind the scenes uh, over there, rigid with regards to social media. Are are the people over at Rigid? Are they are they surprised with the amount of activity that they see their products having online? I mean, it's no it's no doubt that Team Rigid is real popular online. But even you know, as far as your presence, did they ever walk by and be like, you know, wow, there there really is a lot out there, people interacting with our stuff. Yes, definitely, one hundred percent. I think I'm surprised just every day. It's just uh, I'm, I'm going more than a one-word answer, but I, I, it's inspiring. I think that that's, at the end of the day, it's, it's cool to see you know the products that we put a lot of work into um, being used for what they're supposed to be used for. So I, yes, definitely. Ty, you Ty, you just broke the rules of yes and no. I'm sorry, but we're going to have to let you go. No, I'm just kidding. All right, here's the next question. Chicago pizza is way better than New York pizza. Yes or no? Yes. No! Thank you. Pete? Okay. All right. All right. You want, you want, to, play, you want to play that game? All right. All right. Let's do that game. Uh, Ty, Boston baseball fans or Chicago baseball fans? That's not a oh, yes or no question. I, I don't care about the forget, – forget the yes or no. Just answer the question, all right? This is – hey, hey, you're a co-host and I'm a co-host. You want to ask your yes or no? That was your idea, not mine. <laughs> I will ask a question. Boston baseball fans or Chicago baseball fans? Oh, since my uh, my wife is a giant Boston Red Sox fan and is from there, I'm going to go with Boston. Just lost Sorry. all respect. <laughs> Just lost there all respect, go. Ty. That's – that's a man that knows what he's talking about right there. He knows what he's talking about. Hey, Ty. Yo, I, hey, I'm, Ty. Ty, I'm, Ty, I'm going out right now, and I'm going to buy – I'm going to do that create my own combo thing now. I'm going to buy that drill and get me a free tool or free battery that you guys are running right now. Just for that answer, I'm, I'm going to hook it up. There we go. Hey, he made a sale. Hey, Ty, thank you so much for joining Grain Knockers on our first episode. You've been more than gracious with your time. Uh, thank you for putting up with us. Um, we appreciate it a ton. And hey, maybe you'll come back again. Yeah, yeah, no, I'd, I'd love, I'd love to come back. And I, I appreciate you guys having me. It's been, uh, it's been fun. We should, we'll do it again for sure. Yeah, excellent, man. Thanks a lot. I, uh, you know, thanks for taking the time. I appreciate you basically reaffirming yeah. that I'm better than Bill. I mean, what? you know, Wait, I, I, I get that in your answers. Um, <laughs> so thank you very much. I mean, it, it, the audience already knows it, so. The fact that Rigid knows it is even better. So thank you, my man. Uh, we will talk soon. We look forward to uh, you know what you guys have, in, have coming out. And feel free to break any news or releases or anything on our podcast any day. Thank you. Oh, you know what I forgot to do, Ty? Um, our giveaway is actually a prize that you guys are contributing oh, yeah, to the show. Right. And why don't, oh, you, yeah, okay. why don't you tell the people what you decided to give them for spreading the word about Grain Knockers? So for spreading the word by grain knockers, we got this really awesome um, deal going on at Home Depot. That's buy our hammer drill kit, which is like one seventy nine, and you get a bare tool uh, for free. Which like you can choose between like a circuit saw, router, back, couple batteries, grinder, maybe one or two more. But you can you can basically buy the hammer drill kit, get one of those for free. So what we're going to do for grain knockers for people helping spread the word, we're going to give away one of the hammer drill kits. And so uh, I think it'll be pretty awesome. Really, really nice kid there. Yeah, that's awesome. And we appreciate you doing that. I'm sure our listeners do as well. 
And the oh, kit, yeah. the kit that comes with the battery, the charger, the drill. I mean, that's the whole deal. Well, that, right? Hold on, hold on, a, hold on a sec. Well, that kind of sucks for me because I just told everyone I'm going out to buy it, and <laughs> so I'm spending my money, and someone's going to get it for free. Well, well, th- why didn't did you tell me this beforehand, Pete? You didn't even share your own podcast page on on your um, Instagram, so you don't even well, qualify. Be- well, that's because my um, my co-host doesn't uh, share the login information he hogs at. So, All yeah, right. so this is great. So one of our listeners is going to get that hammer drill kit uh, for free. Uh, <laughs> meanwhile, the co-host of the show that's giving it away is going to go out and spend his own money on it. Perfect. Fantastic. Thank you. Sounds good to me. Hey, Ty, <laughs> thanks a lot, man. We really appreciate it. We'll see you yeah. soon, okay? Cool, yeah. Appreciate it, guys. Hey everyone, that's the end of episode one. Thank you so much to Rigid Power Tools and Ty Burke for joining us. Pete, any last words on your end? Yeah, I mean, it was uh, it was really cool to get episode one in the books to show people that we actually exist. Uh, we are not Bigfoot. We are not uh, the Loch Ness Monster. Thank you so much for Ty for coming on and joining us and offering up a nice little uh, giveaway to help us uh, launch and you know celebrate episode one. So make sure you stay tuned and listen to episode two so that you could hear if you're the winner of the uh, of the package. Yep. So thanks to my buddy uh, Bill over here at William Patrick Customs. Uh, we are together. We are at Grain Knockers. So stay tuned for more fun, guys, and we'll catch you on the other side. Hey, guys, keep sharing Grain Knockers on Instagram for your chance to qualify our first prize that will be announced on episode two. We are out. We are Bill. We are Pete. We are... Grey knockers.